Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's up, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast bringing you all insight and entertainment of your favorite team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are establishing themselves not only as a dynasty, but Tampa Bay as a hockey town. So be sure to download the Odyssey app, hit that auto download button so you have all brand new and exciting episodes just sitting there waiting for you after you look up Pucks and Bolts and also share Pucks and Bolts with friends, family, and other hockey fans around. Guys, not only am I joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell, but we are also joined by Brian Radley, not only a Tampa Bay Lightning alumni, but he also works with the Tampa Bay Lightning organization, community relations, and so much more. So we're so excited to sit down, pick his brain a little bit, and uh, talk some hockey. Yeah, Brian, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, I'm excited, Kaylee and Casey. It's, you know what, uh, like I said, uh, it's the 30th anniversary this year. It's hard to believe it's been 30 years since we played the first game at the fairgrounds, but uh, it's been a long time. But, uh, you know, the team's off to an okay start, I would say, you know, 14 or 15 and 8 or 9. But, uh, you know what, uh, it's a long season to go. They went to the Stanley Cup finals three years in a row, so they played a lot of hockey. They have not gotten very much work. No rest for you either as the, you know, community ambassador and someone who is here working with the team, um, bringing in um, children and families who are going through different hardships and bringing them in to meet the team. We're definitely going to ask you a little bit about that. But you hit on something early on that I wanted to talk about, Mm -hmm. which is this team this year. And, um, you know, I think that this start reminds me a little bit of their start in 2020, where it was kind of a figuring it out process a little bit through the fall until they got to Sweden. And then things kind of started yeah. clicking. 
I think that this team is on the verge of everything kind of clicking together. There's been a few games where they haven't liked mm-hmm. the way that they've played and they've accepted that and or not accepted it, but they've acknowledged it. Right. But I wanted to know your perspective um, on on how this team is faring through, you know, about a, about a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. I mean, those are great points. I mean, I remember I was at in Sweden in Stockholm yeah. two years ago when they beat Buffalo in both the games and kind of like they said, that's when it all triggered and started to go forward um, when they played those uh, games in Stockholm in the global series. Um, but, you know, I think you're right. I mean, I think they played okay so far. I mean, you look at the, the Toronto game. Let's just go back two nights where they played Toronto on Saturday and we won in overtime. Clorn scored. That was oh, a great yeah. game. That was an energetic, super fun game to watch. And then, honestly, against Detroit, and we ended up losing 4-2. But, I mean, we played literally five minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last five minutes we would have played, what did we have? 30 shots or something in the third period? Like 38 to 20. Yeah. Yes, I want to say, yeah. But it was crazy. But, I mean, we only played like five minutes of the third period. If we would have played like that the rest of the game, we probably would have won. But, you know, what? when I look at the team so far, I mean, you got to look. We're playing Nashville tonight, and we'll talk about Ryan McDonough. I mean, yeah. you know, he was so instrumental in the two Stanley Cup wins. Great defenseman. Not one of those guys that uh, is going to put a lot of points on the board, but just a shutdown, great veteran defenseman, yeah. shot blocker. Like most, a defenseman's defenseman. Yeah, yeah. super defenseman, defenseman. And you know what? He's He was great in the Stanley Cup runs and stuff like that. So, uh um, you know, like we miss him, you know, plot. We He went to New Jersey. So mm-hmm. you're filling in different pieces of the puzzle. I think Nick Paul's played good. You know, Brendan yeah. Hagels came in to really yeah. play better this year than expected. So, I mean, the thing about it is I see the team, they're starting to get better every game. But when they go to the Stanley Cup finals three years in a row, there's wear and tear on their bodies. Mm-hmm. And the two guys to me that I think have played okay this so far this year, I mean, you know what, I, I look at, you know, Stamkos, to me, he's uh, played exceptionally well. He's really, you know, shooting the pucks, on pace for another third, probably 40 goals again. You know, Kucherov, you can't say enough, and Point, they've been good. But the, the guys that have been instrumental are, are Vasilevsky, to me, and goal has oh, been yeah, okay. Yeah. He's been okay. His record is average uh-huh. for a world-class goalie like him. And, and Victor Hedman. Yes. Victor Hedman has 10 points, I think, 10 or 11 points. So, like, if you look at his numbers compared to his, uh, you know, his uh, – you know, defenseman of the year, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, candidate, you know, in terms of like being the best defenseman. I mean, he's, I think he's 51st in scoring for a defenseman. And those are not Victor Hedman like numbers. So to me, I think those guys have to change or, or, you know, get their game going in the better direction right now. Yeah. Um, because those two guys, I mean, I think when the team goes, Vazzy and Hedman are the two key guys that make this team work. Yeah. 100%. And defense is so important. I think that's kind of where they were missing. Ryan McDonough and even Ruda and Luke Shin and all of those guys that had a very specific defenseman role in this system. So you mentioned Victor Hedman, which was extremely important. What's it, what's the adjustment mentally as a player when you're 25% into the season and the line shuffling is still trying to find that perfect chemistry. Victor Hedman's such an unorthodox defenseman. So is it the pairing maybe where he can't really be released to play like Victor Hedman? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, Casey, I don't know. It's a great point. We always thought he had an injury in the season where he got hurt his shoulder against San Jose, and maybe we were thinking, oh, it's a lingering effect. He hasn't been on the power play most of the season. They put Sergachev. Now Sergachev and him are playing together. But, I mean, to me, Victor Hedman is just – he's one of the top two or three defensemen in the NHL. I mean, honestly, I'm in, like he's probably two on my list because the only guy that I think that's better than him is Kale McCarr. 
Uh, I mean, that kid on, in Colorado is, is the real deal. Wait, would you say that today after what Tage Thompson did last night? Well, Tage Thompson's a forward, but he had, what, five goals and an assist or something like that yeah. last night? But, yeah, yeah he's he's a great dynamic scorer. And, the, and Tage Thompson's a big kid, too. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm thinking defensive hockey. I mean, you know, to me, you know, Victor Hedman was the best defenseman for the last three, four, five years and deserves all his, you know, you know accolades, accolades. he got and, and all, mm -hmm. uh, you know, winning the Conn Smythe and winning two Stanley Cups. But at the end of the day, Kale McCarr, I think, is the next guy. Um, but, uh, you know, Vasilevsky and Ned is the best goalie by far. If you ever listen to people talk on the NHL Network, and they talk about, uh, you know, who would you like to not see in a shootout? And you know, they had like 10 or 15 guys just going over these different things like that. Uh, you know, Vasilevsky, like, you you know, I watched the thing on the NHL network maybe about three or four days ago where they said, if you had to, if you had to face one goalie that you didn't want to face in a shootout, who would it be? And like every player, Patrick Kane, Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky, this guy, Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky. And it's just like, but he's the best goalie. So really to me, those guys, guy. I think they played okay. I mean, they're superstar players, let's be honest with you. Right. But at the end of the day, they're not playing at that level right now and they need mm -hmm. to be better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where we've seen a Vassy, you know, specifically go through a little bit of ebb and flow um, over the last few seasons. But when he does turn it on, you know, when Andre Vasilevsky oh, has yeah. his eyes yes. and I mean, it, it truly is. And even still, he's had some pretty incredible saves, even some of those saves the other night yeah, in the Red Wings Detroit. game. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> they were mind boggling saves he he is an incredible goalie i think it's all kind of contributing we talked about the defense and the defense mm -hmm. um you know i think maybe they're giving up a few more high quality chances than than what maybe andre vasileski is used to seeing and so maybe there's a little bit of a breakdown there i think also people have noticed that that high blocker side can yeah. be a little bit of a weakness at times for him and then they're trying to take advantage yeah. of that but Brian, I have to take you back to your playing days. If you yeah. don't mind revisiting those <laughs> with us, you mentioned um, playing at the fairgrounds and, yep. and the history of this team and, and everything that has happened in the last 30 seasons. What for you as a player was maybe one of your fondest memories that you have of playing for the Lightning? Well, you know what I mean? When I look back at, uh, I mean, there's different ones. There's personal, there's team wise and stuff like that. I mean, for me, uh, I mean, obviously 1992 to come to Tampa, we really didn't know much about, you know, Tampa Bay, it's flip-flops and shorts. I played in <laughs> Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto, cold, snowy, and, uh, traded my snowmobile in for, uh, golf clubs. <laughs> And, uh, not a bad, not, not a bad, a bad trade. trade. Not I a like bad trade. trade up. Yeah, yeah. It, was all, it was good. So, I mean, you know, you're for, still here. You're still here, 30 years later. But uh, I think uh, you know what? The opening night we played the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, you know, uh, Daryl Sutter is his first game coaching, and they just went to the finals year before, and we ended up going on the ice at the fairgrounds and winning the game seven to three. No one expected us to win game or do very well. So to me, that that first game was 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 magical. I mean, it's something we won't forget because you know people didn't expect. We were just a hard work a group of guys that had been on other teams that got let go, and so we wanted to prove people wrong yeah. that you know we still belonged in the league and stuff like that. So. And then, you know, went to the Thunderdome and then we played that super crazy playoff game against the Philadelphia Flyers. The oh first game goodness. here, 20, yeah. 28,000 people. 
I mean, you know, that was, uh, you know, we, we ended up winning the game. Alex Elevanov scored the goal. Um, we went up two games to one over Philadelphia. We ended up losing the series, but um, just to see everybody make the playoffs, to play that first playoff series against the Philadelphia Flyers with Eric Lindros and John LeClaire and Renberg and, you know, Hextall, they had the Legion of Doom, they called them. So that was exciting times. And then personally for me, I mean, you know, I, I mean, to play in my in my first of two All Star games that first year, mm-hmm. not yeah. only to represent the Lightning logo as a, as a first All Star in Lightning history, but to represent the city of Tampa Bay. That was fun. I'll never forget that. I mean, that was. I mean, it was awesome. Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, along those lines, because of course you get to Tampa, it's way different than playing in Canada. But the yeah. first season, you get 42 goals, and then 95, you get a well, a high of 56 um, assists. Yeah, you're seeing such history be made in a player like Steven Stamkos right now. Yeah. What's it like to reach such accolades, not only in hockey, but maybe with a club like the Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, I mean, you know what you see, uh, you can't say anything, but first first lightning player in history to get a thousand points with the team. I mean, Steven's been first overall pick, come from Sarnia. His parents are from Toronto. I know his mom and dad, they come to the games and just a great player for the team, a captain, hard worker. I mean, you know, I will say this, Steven's had some major injuries. And you know what? To me, I think he's playing his best of his career right oh now than yep. maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know what? To see him score his thousandth point the other night against Philadelphia, I mean, they honored him against the Toronto game with his family and stuff. But I mean, he's got some other ones coming up. I mean, he's got the, a thousand games. He's within what thirty or forty games. But to me, the big one I think is huge. It's five hundred goals. Yeah. I mean, a thousand points is great. I'm not going to take anything away from Steven, but to me, I only know so. There's only twenty five or thirty guys to ever get five hundred goals in the NHL, mm-hmm. and to me. I think he's six or seven away from it. To me, that is a magical number. I played with Joe Noondike. He got 500. Brett Hall got 500. Lanny McDonald's. I played with some guys who got 500, but there's not a lot of guys that get 500 goals in the NHL. Obviously, Dave Anderchuk got 600, but, I mean, he played with other teams. But to have Steven Stamkos do it in a Lightning jersey, mm-hmm. I mean, captain the team, two-time Stanley Cup mm-hmm. champion, and to me, a Hall of Famer. And I love what you said because I 100% agree. He's playing some of his best hockey that we've ever seen. I asked him at the beginning of the year why that is, and he said it's because he is healthy. He's Mm -hmm. gotten to train. Mm -hmm. He's gotten to have normal summers where he's going and training and and having a normal offseason. Instead of rehabbing, he's training for the year. And what a difference it makes, Steven Stamkos. You guys know he's my, my cherry picker practically every single game. Um, I, I'm I'm always singing his praises. He's he's fantastic, and he and he gives back a lot to this yep. Tampa Bay community, as do you. So now I'm going to turn it a little bit more on you again. You stuck around. You mm-hmm. came to Tampa not knowing much about it, other than like you said, flip flops and shorts. <laughs> yeah, Good and then you stayed here. What made you fall in love with the city of Tampa and what are you doing now for the lightning? Well, you know what? It uh, It's hard to believe it's been 30 years. I mean, you know what? 1992. I mean, I was 27 years old, so you can all do the math on that <laughs> one now. Um, but uh, it was uh, fun to be down here. And you know what? Uh, you know, me, me and my wife came from Canada. She's from Calgary. I was from Toronto. We've only been married for like two years. And uh 
you know, our, we had three kids down here. So our kids were all born and raised in the Tampa Bay area and, you know, ended up playing for, you know, five, six, seven years for the lightning down here. And then, you know, after my career was over, took a year or two off just kind of, you know, with injuries and stuff. And then decided to get back involved. And I got back doing some stuff in, in 2000, doing some TV and some stuff with Sun Sports with Paul Kennedy, and then gradually worked my way to uh, doing some stuff with youth hockey and some TV or radio. And then now when, when Jeff Finnick got hired, which I mean, can't, we can't say enough about Jeff Finnick. Yes. I mean, I mean, I said this last night cause we were talking about the 30th anniversary. I mean, I thank Phil for bringing hockey to Florida. But I thank Jeff Finnick for buying the team because if we didn't have an owner like Jeff Finnick, I don't think we'd be here today. Mm -hmm. I think the team, we were in so much trouble and turmoil in 2008, 9, and 10 with the old ownership group. And, you know, it was a revolving door. No one, the player, the team wasn't good. The players didn't want to play here. No one knew the ownership. It was a disaster. And Jeff and Penny Vinnick bought the team. And you know what? To me, I think we would have moved to Quebec City. We might have went to Winnipeg. We might have went somewhere else. But uh, you know, he's been an unbelievable owner. I mean, what is he giving away in the in the community hero every game? He gives mm -hmm. away fifty thousand dollars. Um, he's given away twenty eight or nine million. Over five hundred people have been given, you know, fifty. But he's a great owner, and you know what? Uh, we're so lucky to have him here. And you got to give them a lot of credit. And and like I said last night, I mean, you know, when you look at the Lightning legacy of uh, playing down here for so long, I to me one of the things with what I said Phil last night. And, you know, Jeff's just been around for the short term. But for us to win three Stanley Cups in 30 years, yeah. that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's I said to Phil. Like, I mean, three Stanley Cups in 30 years. There's teams that have never won the Stanley Cup. And, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is a mecca, haven't won the Cup since 1967. And I was two years old. And yeah. that's a long time ago. And, you know, Montreal, the last Canadian team to ever win was 1993. So that's a long time ago. Yeah. Especially from yeah. where I started. Um what I love is that hockey's grown so much, especially here in the States. More people are getting involved. You've played a special role with not only wearing a lightning sweater and being a key player on the ice, but now you have this role with this team off the ice. Um, what would you say to a new hockey fan? Why, why is hockey so great? You know, that's a great question. I mean, you know what? Uh, I think when we first came down here in 1992, people didn't really understand what hockey was. I mean, it's hard to watch on TV and, you know, they didn't really know much about the game. But I mean, it's just, you know, we didn't only had one practice facility. There really wasn't a lot of rinks for kids to go and play and do stuff like that. I think growing the game in terms of high school hockey and youth hockey, it's, it's, it's been unbelievable. We won the Stanley Cup in 04. That changed the game around. But uh, it's been so fun to see it all changed over the last 30 years and and you know what i mean when you go to a, a football game it's fun to watch to me football's fun to watch on tv just like baseball maybe basketball to this extent but you know what hockey's not an easy sport if you don't understand the game to watch on tv but when you come to a game live and you come to a playoff game and you see what's going on in the movement and how fast it is People come one time to a lightning game and that's it. They're hooked. They're mm -hmm, like, oh my yeah. God, on TV, it's hard to see. Coming live, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a completely different experience. And I love what you yep. said because 
it, it, it's specifically this this lightning organization, this lightning team. They put on such a fantastic show. It's it's bigger. You know, we we say a lot of times it's you know it's bigger than hockey. It's more than and it and it truly is. You come, you know, and and it's an and it's an entire experience. It's mm-hmm. so fun to be here. This community has rallied behind this team, like you said, since Jeff and Penny. Um, took over ownership yep. for this lightning team. You see go bolt signs all around the yes. city. You see people across the world, you know, you, you hear mm-hmm. stories of the distant thunder. You see, see stories across the world for lightning fans. I have this guy on my Twitter and he, he's from England and he wakes up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning to watch the, to watch the, the lightning games wow. because he loves the lightning. The community is so big behind this organization and behind this team. And part of the reason is because Jeff and Penny, like you said, started giving back to this community. Mm -hmm. And you're a part of that. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and and some of this stuff? Because we've seen you bring in different families. We've seen families will come to morning skate and to practices. And and Brian, you help assist the families and meeting their favorite players and getting signatures. And how special is that for you? You know what? To me, it's... uh... I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm like a community relations rep, like an ambassador for the team. Been here for a long time. And you know what? Uh, love working with our corporate sponsors and our season ticket holders and, you know, visiting suites and shaking some hands and doing what I have to do. But when we do the honorary captain, it's such a special time. It's a, usually it's a little cancer boy or girl. Um, they could be anywhere from age four or five to 10, 15 years old. But uh you know, it's so special to see because we've all been touched or we've all had people that have had cancer in some way, shape or form. And you know what, uh, to see how the players get involved and they just, you know, all, everybody comes together and I come into the morning skate and we do five or six of these a year. We get the information from the people at the beginning and you know what, uh, the moms and dads and the sister come and they come to the game and they're the honorary captain that night. And some stories are great stories and some are real sad stories, but at the end of the day, I love doing it. And, uh, you know, it makes my day and makes me feel good. And you know what, I, to see a young boy or girl have, have a make a wish, microlumen honorary captain, make a wish where they request one of their wishes is to maybe go to the zoo in San Diego or to go somewhere. And one of the wishes is to come to a lightning game and meet Steven Stamkos or Victor Hedman or Kucherov. So, to me, it's just, it's so special. And the guys, I mean, I can't say enough about the players on the team right now, like from Hedman to Stamkos to Vasilevsky to Kuch, all the players, they're unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they understand what's happening. They know when I walk in with a little cancer boy or girl that this is their special day and they make it over the top. Yeah. yeah. And we saw one recently. Yeah. They're all spectacular, but yeah. trippy. Yeah. Trip, yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. And after the game you saw all the guys wearing the hat and Alex mm-hmm. Horn said um it's a great hat so we're all going to keep wearing it mm-hmm. and we know that that just when they're going through their battle they have something to look forward to almost like they make an impact on these players and they know it so emotionally you know what have you experienced with being able to have this role with the team and bringing them in and seeing the guys be so responsive and I could be biased but yeah. I feel like the lightning are just kind of top notch with it. I haven't seen an organization match the emphasis of this part of the game. Yeah, because you know what, with the today's schedule and the, and the way the players are, 
you know, they have a tough schedule and they don't really do as much in the community as maybe some people would like. But uh, compared to what we used to do when we played, we had to do a lot more. But I mean, you know what? They just take the time and they all understand that there's certain things. Like even last night, we did the third year anniversary. And I uh, mean, Victor Hedman and Alex Klorn showed up for the uh, as part of the thing. And to me, yeah. that was great because, you know yeah. what? They're the they're they're now we were the future. Then there's the Caviers and Andrew Chucks who were, you know, won the cup there. But these guys are the guys who won the Stanley Cup. But to see how the players gather around, they do their stuff, and then they they help out, you know. And uh, it all started with us, but they're still playing today. Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they do a great job, and, and I, the players are outstanding. They get it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one thing about hockey players that we'll say. If there's, if there's a meet and greet or you get on an airplane with sponsors and I'm on the – uh, airplane with let's say Pepsi or Microlumen or, or, or Amley Arena the players all understand hey you know come over and shake their hands and say hi to these guys because you know what uh, they're paying some of your contracts right mm -hmm. that's where they make the money through the sponsorships and the things like that it's not the season ticket people up top that are spending 150 or 200 300 for a ticket these other guys are, are spending a lot of money to be sponsors and you know what the players in hockey are so good, whether it's a golf tournament or it's an outing or it's a meet and greet, they take the time and they understand. Well, you mentioned golf tournaments, and <laughs> uh, there definitely are some tournaments that players get involved with, um, and they'll, they'll go out or they'll, they'll rally off, you know, oh, you get to play golf with, you know, um, one of the different guys. They used to do the, the thing where they would go over to um, – Top golf and yeah, and and, yeah. and hit it. Uh, that that slowed down after COVID, but uh, but all of these guys they do love golf, and so there's some <laughs> events that are you know that that are kind of in that capacity. I have to ask you, what's your what's your golf handicap? Where are you at now? Yeah, I'm a I'm like a two handicap. Okay, three, so I'm a pretty okay golfer. Pretty yeah, good, so look I at can you. Swipe that ball around. I play Alex Klorn's really good. Alex that was Klorn, when yeah, Alex he is really good. good. I played. He he has like a like turf at in his, his backyard. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Where he had <laughs> yeah, he practiced. Yeah, he's a very good headman and Stamkos are very good. Yeah, and, you know most of the players like play. I don't know about Kucherov and Dazzy. I don't think they play. Um, too much, but uh, there, there's some good golfers on the team, and there's some good golfers on other teams too. So, mm -hmm. um, you know what? The, you know, it's a time, and we used to do the thing at Top Golf where, you know, we would get all our sponsors and go over there and do like, yeah. a, you know, uh, a, a two-hour like golf event where the guys get to meet and they just at stations. And you know what? It was a fun event because the guys aren't playing a five-hour round of golf. Yeah, and they're out there all day, and the sponsors get to move around and meet different players. So, I think if you're playing a group and you're at a golf course and it's five hours you're literally meeting one player for four or five hours right. this way they get to meet and mm -hmm. speak to all the different players mm -hmm. and it's actually a fun time to do it and you're only gone for two hours right. and they're very competitive oh yeah yes. they're so competitive yeah. i'm pretty sure oh they are i want to say was it tyler johnson who won the last one it could be because they're shooting he, at targets and stuff yeah, like yeah. it might have been him i i think that uh I want to say maybe Yanni Gorg had some good shots in there as well. Yeah, no. um, both guys, obviously not with the team anymore, but another guy not with the team, miss him dearly. You mentioned earlier, um, Ryan McDonough. And yeah. he he was also a guy that would have, you know, really big impacts in the community. Mm -hmm. um, again, before COVID, they had their Can Jam. Yes. And it was Alex Kalorn over at Sparkman Wharf. Can mm -hmm. Jam, Alex Kalorn and Ryan McDonough, I think were, were – 
really kind of the key guys wow. in making that that happen. Mm -hmm. um, but these are all players that do different things mm -hmm. within the community. Uh, Victor Hedman recently did something with with wine and animals and stuff yeah. because that, those are th things that he's passionate about. So all of these guys yeah. are in the community doing stuff. I just talked to Nick Paul this morning. He said that you know um, he's trying to get something launched with mental health awareness for for the youth yeah. because that's something that's really impactful to him, important to him. Um, so it's really cool to see the way that all of these players get involved. What was something that was special to you? What was, whenever you were a player, a community initiative that kind of pulled on your heartstrings? Well, you know, I mean, there's lots of different ones. You Like you talked about, uh, you know, Kaylee, it's like, um, you know, the cancer for sure, you know, the Heart Foundation yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, they're all, they're all good charity events and all the players today that whether it's patty maroon to brain yep. point to kucherov even the younger players they get to learn and see some of some of the veteran guys like your headman and Stamkos, what they do so i mean they all have their little uh personal things whether it's a golf tournament or a charity event for cancer or make a wish or whatever it is i mean the players all understand i mean they're fortunate to be in their position and they love playing a game they get paid to do mm -hmm. absolutely I want to have a little fun for a second. Sure. Retro jerseys. Ooh. <laughs> what <Interesting>. do you, <laughs> uh, the chuckles should have said it all. What was your initial thought of the retro jersey? And then 30 what, years ago? No, today. <laughs> but yeah, the one that came out this year yeah. with the flames. Well, and yeah, I, it's a I wore the first to, I Yeah, it's a throwback one to what you did. 30 years ago, the blue one. <laughs> well, like the players, we were, when we first saw them, like, did you ever see when the players saw them the first yes, time? Yes, that here? was hysterical. And they were like, we're actually going to wear those things. And that's what we were like 30 years ago. <laughs> did you see Sergeyev go, this is something. This yeah. is something. He couldn't find anything <laughs> yeah. else to say other than this is and something. And they were looking at the sleeves and going, is that like flames or is that what? And they're like, brain point. No, that's where the lightning not the flame so it's lightning point it's with lightning. the logic yeah, yeah. so which was logic. better yours or these ones you know what i don't know you know what uh they're both so different like when we wore those 30 years ago they were blue now they have the white ones it's it's a very similar they're so different they're selling like hotcakes oh my goodness you can't even People keep them, them in I never like we only wore them for like six games and we never wore them another season at uh -huh. that for, that in 1996. But I mean, it was so different to wear all the stuff they're trying to do retro way back then. Um, but to me, it's just different. I mean, I'm more like the, you know, the the old time, the traditional stuff. It'd be like seeing the New York Yankees in something crazy and they'd be like what is that you think the pinstripes the yankees or, uh, or, yeah, Boston yeah. or the celtics or the lakers the lakers were in pink or oh something my like goodness. that but yeah. this is it's it i guess it sells it's um, fun in the nhl the you know the, the retro 2.0 jerseys reverse jerseys so i mean they're okay i mean you know i couldn't imagine us wearing them more than the six games i mean i don't think they're that to me you want to be doing them so um, so we won't see you around the arena on a normal no i game probably won't have you know someone asked me if i had one of the older ones i i saw someone in here that had one of the bradley jerseys he's i signed really the, yeah from back did you sign it ago. yeah oh, oh my goodness said, that's I so cool this, uh, the jersey whatever he's had it for 30 years so wow i signed it for him but uh I never, I haven't seen the jersey in a long time, but when they went back to these ones, I was thinking, well, we did those ones years ago. I thought maybe they designed a different one, mm -hmm. but they kind of like just spun off it. And, you know, instead of the blue, they did the white. Yep. So to me, I don't know. I mean, the blue one looks good. The white one looks okay. I like the shoulders maybe a little better. Yeah. 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 I, I love the reverse retro jersey from 
was it last year, two years ago? Yeah. It was yeah. the the one with like the panels on the side and yeah, like the, yeah. the stripes. Okay. That one was oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. That one was like one of my favorites. That yeah, one also that sold out yeah. like hotcakes. Um, yeah, they are going. So quickly. They, yeah, they mm -hmm. certainly do. People, again, we talked about it. People yeah. love the lightning. They love this team. The community loves it. You come to one game and you are certainly going to be a fan Change. you're going to buy some lightning gear yeah. and you're going to rally behind this team hope oh. to see them continue to yep. be successful and play well casey any other questions yep. for brian yeah what was okay. your what was your hype song before oh, hitting the ice Ooh. Oh, you, I know, I don't even know you know what uh i don't think we did that as much but you know we would always like you know i mean we would play Ozzy Osbourne in the dressing room or stuff <laughs> okay. like that. That's you know, intense. Crazy Train. Oh, yeah. Oh, Crazy Train's a yeah, good one. Yeah, that's a good one coming out. And, you know, I always grew up like, I mean, I, I honestly, I like Journey. I mean, I like Queen. I like you too. I'll give you a little surprise. Yeah. My godmother is married to Jonathan Kane. Oh, wow. From Journey. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. So I saw the Journey, Journey concert family. here they, when they just came. They were amazing. Oh, And the yes. lead singer was They're crazy, still kicking. You know? Yeah, They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They were they, that was one of the best concerts I've seen in the last five years when Journey came here about six months ago. Oh, I'm glad you They said were that. over the top good. And I know all the Journey songs back in the day. I mean, that was <laughs> popular. We probably had eight tracks back then. That's how old that <laughs> is. Journey, Sticks, Ariel Speedwagon. That's oh, back wow. when I was a kid. Okay. No yeah. Stones or? Uh, stones and Who were okay. I didn't mind okay. them, but I like the other guys better. Better. Queen right, is right. my number one. U2's there. Journey, Ariel Speedwagon. Have you seen Coldplay? U2 Oh, Coldplay's amazing. I've That's seen, a whole production. I've seen all of them. I've seen The Stones. I've seen Queen. I've seen uh, uh, all of U2 twice. Oh. seen, you know, all those guys. So Freddie Mercury back in the day is still my number one guy. He's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Yeah. I always wonder because when we go in the locker room, it's if it's a good night, you hear the music oh, yeah. playing. And guys music just changed up. so much. Yeah. And then it was funny because the guys were just talking about it in the locker room because uh, Low Cash is yeah, doing the on bikes. He was at the game last game. Yeah. 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 So and I was like, that's an interesting question to see what yeah. if, what gets players excited and yeah. tunnel vision and ready to go. So. And they, they all have their theme songs. Obviously, yep. during the mm -hmm. playoffs, they've had songs whether, when they won in 2020 and when they won in 21 and all the different stuff. So, you know what? They get lucky and a song plays and you know, all of a sudden they win a couple of games and they keep going. They keep, keep going. It's the same guy. You know what? They'll tell you they're not too superstitious. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> they're very superstitious. So they have me. their routines. Yes, they, they do. Yes, certainly they do. 100% do. I'm going to go out on a ledge here and say that maybe Andre Vasilevsky is the most well, um, structured. Yeah. Goalies are from a different. It is we're from Earth different. and they're Very from Mars. Structured. Goalies are totally different. So yeah. All goalies are that all goalies have a little bit. They're not really the same because they're <laughs> the last line of defense. And you know what? It doesn't matter whether it's back 20, 30, 40 years ago, even it's when I played, same. you know, back in the 90s, a lot of the goalies like Darren Pooper, Pat Chablonski, or Wendell Young, they are all different. They're not the same as the forwards or defense. Oh, no. We, <laughs> used, we used to say in soccer, bizarre. when you walk into Rituals. the locker room, you know who the, the goalie is. Oh, yeah. 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 And parents used to be like, don't say that. But it's like, but you know who the goalie is. Yeah, yeah. And very yeah. kindly. But no. yes. Yes. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> certainly. Brian, yep. thank you thank so you. much for your time. We so appreciated talking yep. to you. Thanks, Kaylee. Um, Thanks, yes. Casey. Thank you. Oh, yes, this will be fun. great. This will be so fun. Yes. And of course, Pucks and Bolts fans, you can catch this episode and so much more on the Odyssey app. So be sure to download the Odyssey app 
find Pucks and Bolts, become an auto-downloader. So anytime we have a new episode, we talk yeah. to a really cool guy. You get the first person to be listening to that episode. It will come straight to your phone so that you can listen to it anytime you want. And then be sure to follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter. I'm Kaylee Weisel. You can follow me at Kaylee Weisel. She's Casey Hudson. You can follow her at The Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. We'll see you guys next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 